My name is Dulce Valencia, and welcome to Telenovelas con Dulce, a podcast where every week I invite special guests to break down the telenovelas we love. From the music, to the cast, to the unforgettable plot twist. Every slap, every imbecile, every secret twin. I have got you covered. Bienvenidos and welcome to another episode of Telenovelas con Dulce. My name is Dulce Valencia and welcome to the podcast all about telenovelas. So, normally I record these episodes the night before I have to post them. But today, in a break of tradition, I'm actually recording this two nights before I post it. And that is because... I am going to be traveling all day tomorrow, so I won't be able to record or edit, so I have to get this done a day early. That's just a long-winded way of saying today's different. Today, I feel a little bit off my normal schedule just because in the last... Well, actually, since we started the Usurpadora series, I've gotten used to just, you know recording the night before and editing that same night and then just uploading it so that it's available by Thursday at midnight. But today we're doing things a little different. And I guess I, I should also tell y'all why, why I'm traveling. I'm I'm very excited. So these are, <laughs> this is going to be so like personal. It doesn't really pertain to the podcast directly, but I feel like, I don't know. I really feel like I have a friendship with you listeners, my dear friends. So I'm going to be telling you a little bit of what I'm doing and what I'm up to these next few weeks, just in case things get really hectic and, you know, I have to take a small little break from the podcast. I don't anticipate that happening, but just in case it does happen, y'all know why. So, drum roll, please. I'm moving, and I'm actually moving to Los Angeles, and I'm very excited because I'm going to be pursuing my creative endeavors, my acting career, and my writing career. So I'm really excited to be moving to Los Angeles. I am leaving my current job, and I'm going to be devoting myself full-time on all my creative endeavors, which also means the podcast. So I will have more time to record, more time to watch telenovelas, more time to create YouTube videos about telenovelas, and just more time in general because I am going to be devoting more of my time to the podcast and to my other ventures. So I'm really excited. And tomorrow I'm going to be taking a day trip to LA just to check out some apartments and some neighborhoods and see if I like the vibe. So yes, so that's what's going on with me personally. I'm very excited and I'm also very excited. So this is, okay, so this is beyond moving, you know, I'm really excited about LA. Send me all your positive vibes, your moving tips and everything. But the second reason I'm really excited is because I'm going to be seeing Sebastian Rulli in a play. Y'all, y'all have no idea how excited I am. So I don't know if y'all know, but he's currently recording or filming a telenovela in Mexico. That man stays booked and busy. And it's an adaptation of Los Ricos También Lloran. And he plays a protagonist in that. So he's currently filming that. But while he's filming that, he's also touring almost in a play called Divorciémonos Mi Amor. And it stars, I believe, Juan Soler and a bunch of other telenovela actors. And it's actually playing in my hometown of Las Vegas. Not this weekend, but next weekend. So I am going to be seeing him 
in person. I am so excited. Y'all have no idea. I am going to be directly under the same roof as Sebastian Rulli. And because it's me, I'm obviously not going to promise y'all anything, but I am going to try to meet him and I am going to try to get like a little shout out from the po- for the podcast. So, you know, we're manifesting here. I could just go and watch it and, you know, not meet him and nothing happens, but we're going to try and we're going to manifest because this is what we do on this podcast. We make our dreams come true and we watch telenovelas. More so we watch telenovelas. Anyway, so yes, so I'm very excited to see Sebastián Rulli act in real life right in front of me. Oh my God, y'all. Like, I, I, I will not shut up about this for the next two weeks until I actually see him. Anyway, now moving on to what y'all are here for, which is listening to the recap of La Usurpadora. So for this episode, we're going to be talking about episodes 79 through 84 of La Usurpadora. It is a little bit smaller than I normally like to cover. However, in these episodes, we're going to get the trial of Paulina Martinez, a.k.a. La Usurpadora. So we have some really fun-filled episodes filled with Paola Bracho moments, filled with dramatic courtroom scenes, filled with the suspense of will Paulina be liberated from the shackles of prison? Well, that is what we're going to be talking about today. So we kick off right where we left off with Paola Bracho rolling up literally in her wheelchair to the court and wearing this this lovely fashion moment of an outfit, this red suit slash skirt and this hat and just she looks iconic. She looks so good. I Like, she's such a campy villain. I love it. So she rolls up, sees Carlos Daniel, and says, I am here to make sure La Usurpadora goes to prison for life. And that is where we pick up. So the trial commences. And as soon as the trial commences, Paulina is just in a constant state of, like, like she's not trying to fight for herself at all. She's constantly just, like, looking away, trying not to interact, just letting her lawyer Edmundo Serrano do his thing because he's determined that he's going to let her free and, you know, set her free. And Paulina just doesn't want any of this because her being free means that Paola gets accused of being in the wrongful party in this whole ordeal. So she's given up. And then Paola takes the stand and she gives this whole... (laughs) I I love this scene because she goes up to the stand and she starts telling this fabricated story of everything that went on in Cancun. So she's like, oh, I was in Cancun because I had just spent a couple of very stressful days in Houston where I was getting some medical exams and blah, blah, blah. And it is there where I met Paulina Martinez and Paulina Martinez was like, look at us, we look exactly alike. And all this stuff and just, she was like, I didn't even realize we were sisters. And then Paulina Martinez started asking me about my life and I told her all about my family and everything and that's when Paulina Martinez told me that I had to I had to leave and I had to let her live her life as me pretending to be me for a whole year and then Paola starts crying and she starts elaborating on the story and being like I feared for my life and uh, 
So she starts crying and doing this whole thing. And throughout the trial, like throughout her testimony, she's very strategic with which moments, you know, she feigns weakness and which moments she's strong. She's just a master manipulator. And so she starts twisting everything, being like, Paulina was a mastermind and Paulina was really poor. So she really just wanted to know what it was like to be rich like me. And throughout the whole thing, Paulina is just, again, she's defeated. But then we get the moment where Paulina finally can't take it anymore. And that is when Paola starts telling the judge that Paulina stole a bracelet from her. And this is where Paulina stands up and she yells at Paola and she tells her to stop, to just stop saying anything. And I I loved this moment because... To me, obviously, as a viewer, it's super frustrating to see Paulina just succumb to her fate and not even try to fight for herself and just being a martyr and, like, letting her sister walk all over her. But throughout this whole thing, Paulina's whole reasoning for doing this is because she is guilty. She did, in fact, take her sister's place and she did pretend to be her and she took her identity. Yes, she was forced to do this, but she's like, I went through it. I chose. I had the option between prison and committing this crime, and I committed this crime. So she knows that she did that, which is why she's okay with standing trial. But something that Paulina has always stood by is that she did not steal that bracelet. And that is why I loved that this moment is a moment that she finally cracks. And she's like, I didn't do it because... She didn't. And I like that we we get Paulina standing up for herself. So then throughout this whole thing, it's a prosecution that's questioning Paola. So then the prosecution rests and then it's Edmundo's turn as a defense to question her. And when he starts questioning her, he starts questioning her about her whole accident that happened in Monaco and everything. And then Paola faints. Or she pretends to faint. And that is how she gets out of questioning. She like literally just passes out. And then the, not the judge, but someone in the courtroom has to put her in the wheelchair. And then Elvira, her her nurse, has to wheel her away. And as she's wheeling her away, Paola's just like pretending to be passed out until she gets to Hema. Hema's at the trial too. And once she gets to Hema, she's like, meet me after this. And so Paola's just being a master manipulator. But this was a double-edged sword. So she was able to get out of the questioning. However, because she got out of questioning, she's not allowed back in the trial because the judge deems her too weak to be able to attend the trial because she's a woman and this is the 90s. And I guess women were considered weak. I don't know. So she is upset because she really lives for the drama and she was really looking forward to seeing how the trial would play out and just seeing her sister be condemned to, you know, life in prison or whatever. So she leaves. So once Paola leaves, the trial is able to commence again and we get the star witness, the surprise witness, and that is Luciano. Y'all, I realized 
that I never gave him proper credit. Luciano is played by Mario Cimarro, who is like this iconic, brilliant actor, really blew up with Pasión de Gavilanes, which is widely considered one of the best telenovelas of all time. And here he's playing one of his earlier roles as Luciano. So as mentioned last episode, Luciano has become really reformed and he has a haircut to prove it. So he cut his hair short and now he's like, prim and proper because he's a married man and he's in love and everything so he shows up to the trial and he starts saying everything that actually happened and he starts telling them i was there and we find out that actually luciano and paola have been friends since they were children basically because luciano's father and paola's adoptive father were besties and so luciano and paola have known each other their entire lives so then you know luciano tells them all about how he was in cancun with paola they were being lovers and then paola played a trick on him and had paulina dress up like her and trick luciano into thinking you know it was her and once she did that paola told him of her master plan to have Paulina take her place while she went off with the millionaire Alessandro. So this is something that no one knows in the trial. No one knows that Paola, throughout that year that she was not in the Bracho home, that she was actually traveling the world with Luciano. Not Luciano, sorry. That she was traveling the world with Alessandro. No one knows this, so it's huge information. The whole courtroom is full of gasps, and everyone's just like, Oh my god, he's lying! Da, 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 da. And so the prosecution goes up, and y'all, I hate the prosecution. I mean, it's kind of like a girl power moment because the prosecutor is a woman, which I loved because, you know, like women can be lawyers too. Obviously, right? Obviously, women can be anything they want. However, this was still the 90s and in Mexico, where we saw that women were relegated to the role of homemakers, which again, homemakers, not to shit on that because super important role, but that's that was all that women could be. And so this is another moment. I remember I talked about it in another episode where I feel like there were subtle shades of feminism and women empowerment in this telenovela. And this is another, this is another subtler shade of feminism in this telenovela. That being said, I did not like the prosecution. And the reason I didn't like her was because the questions were so dumb. And to be fair, the questions were so dumb on both parts. However, I found the writing to be very, I don't know. I didn't like the writing. Because the questions were very much like, so the prosecution goes up. And then she's like, were you really friends with Paola? And Luciano's like, yeah. And then she's like, were you really there? And he's like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, what kind of trial is this? Where you just go up to the witness and you're like, were you there? And then you take the witness's word. But maybe, again, maybe this is literally just my ignorance. And maybe this is how trials worked back in the day. Because we do get a moment later because the prosecution is questioning the credibility of Luciano as a witness because they're like, we can't prove that he was actually there. And this is like very much a 90s moment where, you know, we didn't have cell phones and we couldn't just, we didn't have like a million pictures and Instagram posts showing that we were in Cancun at the exact same date or cameras showing this. So 
There's no evidence that Luciano was there except for his own word. And the prosecution is like, we can't just take this man's word for it. We need actual proof. And then Edmundo, the defense lawyer, is like, um, the proof is his word because under the law and under a courtroom, a witness is supposed to tell the truth and we take whatever the witness says as the truth and as evidence. And I found that to be very problematic, speaking as someone who for a moment considered being a lawyer, because, you know, there's there's such things as obviously witness bias and someone can lie in a courtroom. Like, you know, yeah, you swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth, but they can lie. What they say may not be the full truth. And just there's so many things that can go wrong with just relying on witness testimony as evidence. And that's another thing. I realized that this whole trial was literally just based off of different witness testimonies. So the prosecution challenges this. And because they challenge it, the judge decides that they're going to suspend the trial for two days so that they can gather enough evidence to either prove or disprove that Luciano was indeed there in Cancun. So the trial is suspended for two days. And poor Paola, not poor Paola, because, you know, she's evil and we love her. But Paola finds out about this through the papers where they publish, like, a lovely photo of Paulina and Carlos Daniel. And she's, like, pissed because she's missing the trial and everything. And she also finds out that Luciano is a star witness. So she tries to bribe him. But he's not to be sold this time. And so instead... Edmundo and Luciano use the two days to go to Cancun and try to see if there's someone they can find, another witness that can corroborate that he was in fact there the day that the whole usurpadora thing happened. So they go, and while they go to Cancun, we also see that meanwhile in Cancun, Celia's there with, with Fina. Fina, what's her name? Paulina's friend. Oh my god, I forgot the name of the older lady, but she's like... She was Paulina's mother's friend, so she's kind of become like a a surrogate mother in a way to Paulina. But Celia was a friend that Paulina met back in Mexico City who helped her out when Paulina first left the Bracho home. So they're both in Cancun and they're getting ready to leave to La Ciudad de Mexico because they were just there to settle some affairs and they know the trial is happening. So they're trying to get to Mexico so that they can provide moral support to Paulina. So there's this moment where I think that the telenovela trope is that, you know, people keep missing each other. And so when they showed us the scene that they were getting ready to leave Mexico, just as Luciano and Edmundo were getting ready to go to Cancun, I was like, oh no, don't tell me that they're going to miss each other by like, you know, by a millisecond or something like that. But thankfully, that is not what happens. So Luciano and Edmundo arrive to Cancun, and when they arrive in Cancun, they go to the club, and we see Paulina's old boss, who's like, yeah, Paulina was a thief and all this stuff. We hate him. He's horrible. And he's just like, well, actually, in actuality, she never actually gave me any trouble. But you know, that day when she robbed from Paola, that's when I discovered that she was really a bad person. Like, come on, like, shut up. I don't like him. But he does tell them that Paulina did have a co-worker and a friend and he tells them where to find her. So just as Celia and Fila, Filomina, Filomena, I think that's her name. Just as Celia and Filomena are leaving, 
They open the door and they get startled and we don't see who startles them. And we flash back to Mexico City where, you know, everyone is like trying to figure out what's happening and trying to like find ways to save Paulina. And the whole Bracho household servants are on a mission to find Paola's diary. So if you remember, Paola's diary is missing and it has incriminating evidence that shows that Paola was the mastermind of everything and that she was not a good person. But the diary has been missing and no one has been able to find it. So the whole Bracho servants are like dividing each other into groups and literally searching every single corner of that house. They search the gardens. They search the cupboards. Cupboards. I never know how to say that word. My English is not good in that word. Cupboard? Cupboard? Ugh. Cupboards. I know I know that's not how you say that word. But they're searching up there too. En los gabinetes, en todo. Like, they're searching every single inch of the house to no avail. They cannot find this diary. And at this point, it's kind of looking that the diary might be the evidence that's able to free Paulina. And if that doesn't appear, then, you know, all hope is going to be lost. So then we go back to Cancun and we're finally shown that it was, in fact, Luciano and Edmundo whom, whom Filomena and Celia saw. And they tell them that they need their help and they need to go to Mexico so that they can testify in support of Paulina. So, of course, they're like, yes, we'll do it. Absolutely. So then we go back to Mexico where the trial resumes. But right before the trial resumes, Paola has a moment where she calls Paulina and she's wearing this lovely, like, lovely white top that kind of reminds me of, like, Mr. Darcy from Pemberley and Um, in the, what scene is it? Not seen. It's in Pride and Prejudice, the BBC miniseries version. There's a scene where Mr. Darcy comes out of the lake in a white shirt. So Paola's wearing an outfit that reminded me of that moment. And she's just laying in the bed in hospital. And she calls Paulina. And she's crying. Not really. She's just pretending to be crying. And she's like, I just feel so alone in this world. And I just, I, I'm such a horrible person. And like, I just accused you like that. And I don't know why I do things like this. It must be because I'm sick from the hit in the head. And she just starts babbling and telling her how she's afraid of being alone. And Paulina, being the martyr we all know she is, is like, don't worry, sister, you're not alone. I'm here, and whatever happens, I'm going to be here for you forever. And Paola's just trying to manipulate her. Like, there's, there's no other thing she's doing. So then Paulina tries to see her right before the trial resumes. And this time, Paola's much colder than she was in the phone call. And so Paulina's kind of seeing, you know, both sides and realizing that her sister is not a completely great person but she still feels sorry for her and she can't help to feel pity for her in a way. <laughs> Character flaw or whatever. So Paulina leaves and she heads over to the trial where the trial resumes. And the trial resumes with Celia being called upon by the court to provide testimony. And she comes out and she's really happy to see Paulina, but Paulina doesn't look that happy to see her, which I was really annoyed at Paulina in that moment because Celia has done nothing but support her. And then, you know, Paulina's reasons for 
not wanting to defend herself, you know, whatever. But here's Celia being all happy to see Paulina, and Paulina just looks away. Ugh, Paulina, like, me desespera, me desespera a veces. So Celia takes a seat, and she tells the court how everything transpired, and she's like, Paulina's not the evil one, it's the other one. It's the one that they say is her twin sister. She's the one that forced her to pretend to be her. Like, I know it because Paulina's told me, and I know this because, you know, I also saw this and that. And again, this again shows why we shouldn't just take witness testimony because at this point she could have said anything and that would have been the testimony. Obviously, she's a good person and she's going to say the truth, but she could have said anything and the court would have been forced to take that as a testimony and as evidence. And I don't know. I don't like that. There's no actual evidence in this trial, but that's just my pet peeve. So anyway... The big thing with Celia is that she's able to say that Paola was not alone in Cancun as she had previously stated in her testimony. And she's able to be like, no, she was there with a man. And then so the prosecution has Luciano walk in amongst a group of other men and has Celia point him out. And Celia is super successful at this. She's like, well, it's him, like, obviously. But obviously she was going to know that it was him because he's the one that went to go get her in Cancun. So again, I just I just found so many problems with the way this trial ran. But that's just my analytical brain taking me away from the story. So I'm going to try to ignore my brain moving forward. But um, so that part of the testimony concludes fine. And then Filomena comes out. And because she's from a rancho and she has never been in a court proceeding, she starts messing up. Like, you know, she doesn't know which arm to raise to do the, the oath. She doesn't know how to say her testimony or anything. And everyone in the courtroom just starts laughing at her and everything, which I hated because it's not her fault. She grew up poor and she doesn't know how legal proceedings work. I hate that. But everyone's laughing at her, but she's also able to be like, no, it wasn't It wasn't Paulina who stole the bracelet, and it wasn't Paulina who masterminded this whole thing. It was Paola, and she's able to give a testimony in support of Paulina. So once those witnesses are able to give their testimony, they sit down in the courtroom behind the bench, and then we get another star witness in Donate, the painter. So he comes on board and he tells everyone about the affair between him and Paola. And then we also get moments where Carlos Daniel has to leave the courtroom because he's just, it's too much for him to listen to all these witnesses talk about how Paola was cheating on him behind his back. So he has to leave the courtroom during Donate's testimony, amongst other testimonies. But Donate, again, is able to be like, Paola's evil, she's conniving, yes, she's beautiful, but we should not believe that she's the innocent one in this whole ordeal. And I believe that Paulina was a victim. So he's able to give that testimony. And then we also get testimony from the Bracho chauffeur, who tells the court how he knew that Paola had affairs and had multiple lovers, though he only confirms one. And this is another moment where Carlos Daniel has to step out and he just can't hear. Because the whole fear here is that this whole thing is just embarrassing the Bracho family and the Bracho household. And they're all embarrassed of 
Paola and their dirty little secrets coming out. So throughout this, Carlos Daniel is debating whether he should come forward and provide testimony. And we don't know if he's going to do it because he's going back and forth because he doesn't want to expose his whole family to ridicule, but he also wants to save Paulina. And so we get down to the last witness and the last witness gets called up by the court and it's none other than Carlos Daniel Bracho, who starts telling the court about the whole year that Paulina was there and how she really saved his family and how, you know, she's not an evil person. She was not there to manipulate them and everything. And then the prosecution asks him, how did you not realize that she was not your real wife? Like, you know, weren't you guys intimate? And Carlos Daniel is like, no, we weren't because she told me that she had like a medical condition that didn't let her. And then the prosecution is like, and you didn't know about any of the affairs that your wife had. And again, he has to be like, nope, I was completely oblivious to everything, which is all super embarrassing for him. And it's super hard for him to even be able to muster enough courage to give his testimony. And there are moments when he starts faltering and he starts not saying the whole truth. And one of those moments is when they start asking about Paola's behaviors in the family before she left and that is finally when Abuela Piedad just has enough and she stands up in the courtroom and she tells Carlos Daniel to be brave and tell the courtroom how it was Paola who got her addicted to alcohol it was Paola who did not like his children it was Paola who cheated on him multiple times right under his nose it was Paola who cheated on him with his own cuñado his own brother-in-law all this stuff, and the courtroom explodes because this is fiery testimony. I mean, this is a telenovela we're listening to, and so everyone is just in shock, and then the people uh, start cheering for Abuela Piedad because some of the people that also testified were El Mojarras, Chavela, and Zenobia, who were, you know, Carlitos's helpers during the period when he was lost. So they also testified in support of Paulina and being like she did not kidnap him. So they're in the courtroom and they start cheering for Abuela Piedad and everything. And it really is Carlos Daniel's testimony paired up with Abuela Piedad that puts things over the edge in favor of Paulina. And while this is happening, the judge asks for the closing statements. And when the closing statements are being delivered, we flash to the Bracho household where Lalita and the other servant girl are going up to the bathroom in Paola's room because there's a little leak happening. And so they open the top of the toilet that reveals that there was like a burst pipe or something. And that's when Lalita sees that there's something there that shouldn't be there. And guess what it is? It is none other than Paola Bracho's diary. And Lalita grabs it and she's like, oh my God, I need to get to the courtroom right now. So she does and she's making her way to the courtroom just as Carlitos is also making his way to the courtroom because they're all, you know, the trial is almost over and they want to see if Paulina gets away free. So Lalita is racing across town. 
there's this huge traffic jam so it starts to look like she's not going to get there in time with this key piece of evidence and so we hear the closing statements and in a surprising turn of events the prosecution gives the closing remarks but not in support of paola she starts to say that all evidence points to the fact that it was Paola who was the evil mastermind and that there really isn't enough evidence to put Paulina in prison. And then Edmundo goes up and he delivers his closing remarks and he's like, Paulina didn't want a defense. She was okay with just living her life in prison if it meant saving her sister. She's a woman of morals, of character, of principles, and above all else, filled with love for her sister. He delivers his closing remarks and the judge goes away to deliberate the end of the trial. And that's when Lalita finally arrives with the diary and she goes to Abuela Piedad and Carlos Daniel and is like, I found the diary. Is it too late? And Carlos Daniel is like, yes, we just ended the trial. However, if they do find Paulina guilty, we're going to give them the diary so that they can reopen the case. At this point, all they can do is wait. And Carlitos is there with little flowers. Actually, not little flowers. It's a huge bouquet of flowers for Paulina. And they're all waiting. And they're all waiting. And then finally, the judge comes out and everyone gathers in the courtroom. And then he says, In the case between Paola Bracho and Paulina Martinez, the court finds... Paulina Martinez, innocent. And everyone starts cheering. Everyone is happy. Paulina faints. And she is now a free woman. So this is all it took. Just a bunch of witnesses being like, yeah, this is what I saw with mine own two eyes. And so Paulina gets free. Everyone is all happy for her, especially Carlitos, who's really excited because this means his mom gets to come back home. Except not. Because we end episode 84 with Paulina having coffee with the Bracho family. And they're so dumb. Paulina keeps talking about Paola and being like, we can't, like, I can't go back to the house because Paola is going to come back and I can't go back because Paola this, Paola that. And then finally, Carlitos is like, Mom, who's this Paola you're talking about? And why is her name just like yours? And then Paulina looks shocked. And that's how the episode ends. So, moving forward, it looks like Paulina is not going to go back to the Bracho home. And it looks like we're going to see the return of Paola Bracho to the Bracho home. And Paulina finally being exposed as not being the real mother to Carlitos. And so... I'm so glad that this trial is finally over because I really thought that it was going to drag on until the final episode because I couldn't, I just remember that Paulina was in jail for a long time and she was, she was in jail for a really long time and I'm glad this storyline is over. The trial was super dramatic and really fun. So we're going to see how things get resolved. Is Paola going to return to the Braccio home? Will Paulina have to tell Carlitos the truth? Will Paola and Paulina end up back at the Bracho home? I don't know. I honestly don't remember. So stay tuned. We're going to be covering the last few episodes right before the final episode next week. So I will see you all next week. 
As always, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this recap. I really, I honestly, I really enjoyed the trial. I thought it was a lot of fun. But again, Paola Bracho just continues stealing the show and really owning this telenovela for me. So thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you all again next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.